Hello, everybody, and welcome in to week five of the 4-3 show for the NFL season. I'm your host, Ryan Blank. I am alongside Pat Fortuna and Dominic Stern. We are without Parker Dunn today as he is out of town and is out of commission for today, but he does have his picks, and we will make sure to put those out for everyone. Starting off today, let's go and talk about the NBA Finals. Lakers start off 2-0 in the series, looking really good, and we're basically showing that they were going to sweep the Heat, especially with the injuries they have. Heat come back. Jimmy Butler, first career playoff triple-double, and he wins game three. Series is 2-1, and now game four tonight, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic could be back tonight. What do you guys see for the play, for this series the rest of the way? You know, originally I thought there was no way it was going more than five games. I think now maybe the Heat can push it to six, but I don't see them really getting anywhere in this series. Any further than six games, that is. They weren't supposed to win this series. They were supposed to come in. They were supposed to lose to the Lakers in a small amount of games, and that's kind of what's happening. But I think they can push it a little bit further than I initially had thought. So we'll see tonight. Tonight's tonight's the decider whether or not it's a five-game or a six-game series. But uh, going forward, I still have Lakers in five, Lakers in six. Yeah, I had Lakers in six as well. I feel like that was the pretty generic and pretty popular guess for this series. Bam Adebayo comes back for game four in this series. So that's key for the Heat. They're actually able to win without him in game three because they got Anthony Davis in a foul trouble. Bam Adebayo's got to be uh, – he's got to have a good presence down low in order for the Heat to have a chance at coming back to defeat the Lakers in this series because Anthony Davis, when he's been on the floor – Lakers have just absolutely dominated the Heat. Uh, I mean, game four, game five, they should be very entertaining. We'll see if we get any further than that. But I still think Lakers in six, sticking by it. You know, I think for this series, the most popular one was Lakers in five. But I said from the beginning, uh, Lakers in six. I think that the Heat will get another game. And I think the main reason why the Heat, why the Heat got that win in game three was because with 10 minutes in the third quarter, Anthony Davis had to go to the bench with four fouls. He had to miss a big chunk of the third quarter, and that's where Miami really opened it up. But once he came back in, the Lakers chipped away and cut it to five going into the fourth. But Jimmy Butler was terrific. He really was. He carried that team. 40-point triple-double. I don't know what else you can say about such a terrific game he had. He had 12 or 13 assists as well. He was terrific. And I think he's going to continue to play like that because he has that underdog mentality, that mentality of I'm going to beat you no matter what. I love the way that he plays, and he's just proving that he is one of the league's best players. But you got to wait for LeBron. LeBron's just going to come out, and he's going to have a great game tonight. He looked good in game three. He nearly had another triple-double, which according to Dom, those stats are pedestrian. But no, Burn. but honestly, this series, it's going to be interesting to see how Bam comes back to see if there's any lingering injury, but if they can get Goran and bat and Bam back tonight, this could be a really, really interesting game to see if the heat can tie the series up before we move on to the NFL. We have Ethan Ryder who put in two questions. The first one is Tyler hero, a bucket. Yes or no? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Tyler Harrow's a bucket when he throws the ball. I mean, the hoop must look like the ocean to him. 
I mean, really, he hits shots like it's nobody's business. Yes, he was a prolific shooter at the University of Kentucky, slid in the draft for some reason, and the Miami Heat got a steal, and he's continuing to be a bucket in the pros. You know, I think he is a bucket. I just think he's kind of inconsistent sometimes. I think he's a terrific shooter. He's been terrific for the Heat. Big reason why they were able to take down the Bucks and to get to the finals, really, was because he averaged 20 points in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. He was great against them. He put up a career-high 37 points in 36 minutes. He was terrific. So, yeah, he's a bucket. Okay, now moving on to the NFL. Big news came out yesterday before the two Monday night games. Bill O'Brien has been relieved of his duties as both head coach and GM of the Houston Texans. What do you guys think of this move? It, it had to happen. Sense. Yeah, yeah, it had to happen. If it didn't happen, I mean, I, I can see the Texans going like, I don't know, four and twelve. Honestly, they're really he is such a bad coach, and they should be calling the Cardinals, begging for D Hop back saying it wasn't done under their own power. It was done under the stupidity of Bill O'Brien. It's just, it's a shame to see what he's done to that organization. And now he's irreparably damaged them by trading away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. So we'll have to see where that goes and and how they do with this interim head coach. But they're just not the same team they were last year, and that's to the fault of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He He is arguably the worst GM NFL history and his GM tenure is very short lived. I personally thought he was an average NFL coach. He had an above average team that made the playoffs based on their talent and not based on his coaching, but he still found ways to keep them winning. So I don't know. He probably deserved to be fired as the head coach. Absolutely deserved to be fired as the GM. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands because he was a great college coach at Penn State. He came over to the NFL, had a fair amount of success, never made the AFC Championship game, but uh, consistently took his team to the playoffs. Like I said, ton of talent, so got to take it with a grain of salt. I, I don't know. The, I, I think this is the right decision, 100%, but let's see where these teams or where the Texans go from here, uh, who they hire. They're going to hire someone that's going to help Deshaun Watson. Don't be surprised if Deshaun Watson gets a good head coach and all of a sudden becomes MVP next year, but – I, I think that Bill O'Brien will land somewhere either in the NFL or back in college as a coach. I'll get into who I think they're going to hire in a second, but this was long overdue. The fact that he that Bill O'Brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and didn't even get the Cardinals' top 10 pick is ridiculous. It's still... Dude, that's like, I don't know that's what to like say when to you try a bunch of different like police job trades in Madden and then one like by a miracle goes through. That's what that no, was like. Honestly. This was a trade that Madden wouldn't even accept, dude. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm yeah. saying like, you know, like when you play around a bunch and, yeah. and, and you have anyone that works by some miracle, that's what that felt like. Uh, it flabbergasts me that that trade actually was agreed to. Like, if you're the Cardinals, of course you're going to say yes. He fleeced them. But now he's gone, and Sean Watson is without his top target. Who's his top target now? Will Fuller, who's, who struggles to stay on the field for a full season. Randall Cobb is solid out of the slot. Brandon Cooks has been quiet all year. So 
it's hurting Deshaun and it's hurting the team a lot. As a coach, uh-uh, not much better. <laughs> he, he struggled to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, he did a, he did fine in the division. He got them some division, some divisional titles. But last year, choked in the playoffs. I just I don't get it anymore with him. Uh, you can't really say that was a choke. He oh, was playing dude. the Kansas City Chiefs. Up he was 24, up 24 0. But it wasn't like a game that they were How supposed about this? to go with. How about this? Win. More pathetic that the Chiefs outscored them 51 to 7 in the rest of the game. That's yes. more pathetic. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. I mean, but if I'm if I'm a Texans fan, I'm more excited than a teenage boy on prom night. I mean, this this is a huge, huge dub for the Texans. And I think that they could really turn it around, really develop some some good talent on that team if they do the right thing with their head coaching hire. I will say this. They uh their interim head coach, Romeo Cornell. He was the Chiefs coach when they went 2-14 and 14 and got the number one pick. Heck yeah. It's not going to be smooth sailing. He's now the – once he – once Sunday hits, he'll be the oldest head coach ever. The oldest guy to be a head coach of a team at 73 years old. It's not going to be smooth sailing. <laughs> like, I was happy when, he, when the Chiefs gave him a chance after he took over for Todd Haley. 2-14. and 14. Then took Eric Fisher, but we'll get. But we're not gonna get into that. Just Romeo Cornell is not the option. But this is the time where Eric Bieniemy gets hired. Maybe, maybe the Chiefs were just bad. Maybe it wasn't the coach's fault. Two and fourteen. He was a defensive was your coordinator. Quarterback? He who was your quarterback. Was, Matt Castle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But hold on. Oh wait, hold on. He led you guys to an eleven-five record. He did. That is true. Yeah, we still lost the division to the Jets. But yeah. J E T S Jets. 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 Um, but no, honestly, this is where Eric Bieniemy should get hired. It still boggles me that he is not a head coach right now. He would do wonders with Deshaun Watson. Eric Bieniemy is a terrific offensive coordinator. He is Listen, better than Doug Peterson was. He is better than Matt Nagy was. He could turn Deshaun Watson into an MVP. And so you've seen so you've seen all the articles too, right? About the enemy going to, to Houston. I don't need to read those articles to know that's where he should go. That's, that's just like yeah, no, it's true. It's just there's all no, of the news articles today about Eric the enemy is hired by the Texans. Then there's a huge issue with their ownership first. The enemy is incredible. No, he's yeah. really, really good. He's terrific. Of course, I don't want to see him go, but right. this is where he should go. Right. Of course, if he just wants to stay with the Chiefs and wait till Andy Reid retires and then takes over, I'd be ecstatic. That's but true. that's not going to happen. He sh- if he doesn't go to the Texans, then as a Chiefs fan, I'll be happy. But as an NFL fan, I would be pissed because he well, deserves he, a head coaching job. He's going to get hired because, listen, there's also going to be the Jets, who I'd imagine are going to have a head coaching vacancy. The Falcons, I guess, will also have one. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season pans out. Uh, he I mean, has to Dallas, get an opportunity. If yeah, he doesn't Dallas, get a job this year. Dallas is not trending in the right direction. Uh, no. I think they'll be I think they'll be better in the second half once yeah. they actually figure it out. But uh, he, he, he'll be a head coach, whether it's in Houston or whether it's somewhere else. I, if 
He has to be a head coach. He has proved that he can be a head coach and can lead a dominant offense. If he goes there, I might pick Deshaun Watson to win MVP next year. Same. I probably will. Like, I'll put it out there right now. He's that good. But that's it for that topic. Let's get into it. Week four, what games did you guys like the most or the games that were just most interesting to you? Uh, I'll start. Let's start with the Chargers-Buccaneers game. I mean, this game was pretty electric. Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. He looks like the, the Oregon quarterback sophomore in junior year before his senior year. He didn't really play well. I mean, the dude was just dropping dimes left and right. Unfortunately, the defense and his backup running back, Josh Kelly, let him down when he fumbled the ball at the five-yard line. But the Buccaneers, man, I don't think anyone expected this offense to be this explosive this year. The the defense was going to be the highlight of this team. Uh, They were a top-five defense uh, last year, and they brought just about everyone back. But this team's starting to click after losing week one, which we all predicted they would lose to the Saints week one, and then and then finally get into their groove. They're looking like that scary Super Bowl to ten, uh, Super Bowl contender like everyone expected them to be. So that's my game I'd like to highlight. Yeah, that was a great game to watch. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, I didn't like this week a lot. It wasn't that interesting of a week. Um, a lot of the games were uneven matchups or were just super lopsided once they hit the field. And I think the game a lot of people were excited for was the Patriots Chiefs, which we all know uh, did not go the way that NFL fans had hoped it would. We didn't get to see the matchup we had hoped to see. But it was uh, a game I really liked was was Bills Raiders. That was a fun game to watch this week. It was it's it's fun to watch Josh Allen play. And I will admit that as much as I hate the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is a fun QB to watch play. Their defense is good. Stefan Diggs was firing on all cylinders this week. So that was a fun game to watch. And the Raiders don't look bad. Uh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, whether or not you want to believe it, Ryan. So, and and I understand, dude. I understand. You're a Chiefs fan. I'm a Patriots fan. Your Derek Carr is my Josh Allen. I don't want to believe he's good, but he's good. I can't deny it. It's just a fact. So uh, that was a fun game to watch. I enjoy watching the Bills as much as I don't want to say it because I want them to lose the division, but. It is what it is. I'll say it. Derek Carr's looked good. He's looked good this year. Oh, Gotta give him credit. He's playing bomb. really well, especially after losing his number one receiver in Tyrell Williams. I got I got respect it. He's not a bad quarterback. He's he's played well this year, which makes I think this matchup with KC very interesting this week. But I want to piggyback off of what Dom said. Herbert looked good. He looked really good. He does. But Tom Brady, I'm sorry, Pat, but Tom Brady looked great after the pick six. He did. He looked great. He looked like he did in 2008. I mean, I mean, he did. five touchdowns, one interception, over 300 yards. He's 43. He played terrific. He really is starting to click with his offense, despite not having Chris Godwin for two games already this year. So... Got to respect what Tom Brady's doing. He's still playing well. And he has, a player, he has a player in Scotty Miller who 
is a player he's been and no i don't just mean a short white receiver but i mean scotty miller is his new julian edelman right he's he's his julian edelman his west welker is danny amendola his his little slot receiver who's reliable to make a catch because yeah the best corners are on the other receivers yeah that's exactly what it is i'll say this though for there's an issue with the buccaneers this week with their four best wide receivers None of them practice today, and they play in two days. Godwin's probably not going to play. You also have Evans, who hurt, who got hurt. I'm pretty sure it was his ankle. Scotty Miller has a hamstring injury, and oh, I can't remember the last one. But whoever it is, I can't remember off the top of my head. He didn't practice as well. So there's the wor- So there's a worry there with the health of their team. Pat, do not do it. Do not do it yet. I won't. I won't. But honestly, the game that really stuck out, uh, stood out to me the most has had to be the Browns Cowboys. Oh yeah, that was a really good game. That was an awesome game. I don't know. I'm just gonna say this: How? How did they not recover the blocked field goal? How did they let the Browns? Uh, well, extra point, I should say. Extra point. How did they let the Browns recover it in the end zone? That was pathetic. That was really bad. That was really pathetic. Uh, and if it, I could, it, if I could, I I kind of want to rescind my coach of the year pick for Mike McCarthy, but I'm going to stick with it because I picked him. But I want to um, I want to pose the question too. Now is this? I mean, all along was it Jason Garrett's fault? Right. I mean, this team didn't get significantly worse or significantly better in the off season, but they're playing much worse well, than they did last year. Well, their defense awful. got yeah, worse. They lost That's their – Byron Jones left. Their secondary has played a And they're getting torched via the pass. So they had an opportunity to help themselves on defense, but they just tried to piss off the rival in the Philadelphia Eagles. They did successfully by drafting Jerry Judy – or not Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I yes, I corrected myself. I was wrong. Uh, where – they, did, they just tried to anger them because they knew the Philly was drafting a wide receiver. So they're like, Pat, let's take him because he's good. Uh, let's anger them because they did it to us a couple years ago. Now you see the two teams. Dallas is 1-3, and three, and the Eagles are 1-2-1 one, and one, with a very ugly win against Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. So uh, it shows you got to draft for need. Uh, you got to draft a player that's going to help you win the most games. And drafting C.D. Lamb does not help the Cowboys in any way. It just makes their offense more explosive but that doesn't help your defense, which just sucks. Yeah, their defense looks bad. And they added Everson Griffin. They added Don Terry Poe for veteran presence up front. And they're not getting pressure on the quarterback either. They're not, their defense is not playing well at all. And that's why they're losing these games. You can't blame Dak Prescott. He's thrown for over 400 yards in three straight games. Yeah, he and he's bad. lost two of them. It's a chungus of a stat line right there. <laughs> uh well, and and the the problem is is that a lot of his passing stats are coming when they're behind, so they have to pass, and the defenses are just giving them those yards. So he, he's putting up kind of dead numbers, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, I, I Dak Prescott was a pretty popular MVP pick; it made sense. But man, like when you're this far behind, you it's hard to be MVP. Now, yeah. Cowboys team is certainly capable of making uh, a comeback in the season. Uh, they did it a couple of years ago after they traded for Amari Cooper. I don't see them doing anything week, like that. This week is their chance to get a comeback going. They're facing the Giants. Right. They're, who also have a 
pretty eh, – th- their defense is all right. With the teams they play, they should have eight or six free wins a year. Yeah, they should. Right? I mean, they're playing the Giants, the football team, and the Eagles twice a year. It's pathetic that the Eagles, who are 1-2-1, one, and one, are winning that division. Like I said, we should just eradicate it from football. Well, the Rams yeah, are – the Rams are already 3-0 against the NFC East this year, and they play the football team this week. So Rams have a quick, easy chance to go 4-0 against the NFC East and just crown them the chance if they win that game. So I mean, they're not going to be the only team in the West that does that this year too. No. But they, I just don't get it with the Cowboys. Every single year they're hyped up. and even their more fan so, base is annoying. Not- yeah, it's because the uh, fan base. Their fan base is not just annoying; it's delusional. Yeah, they're delusional. They're the Mets of football and the Bulls of basketball. Oh, did you say they're the Mets of football? Mets, the sure. I I misspoke. I but, said that know. on the baseball podcast, so I agree with you there. But honestly, right. I don't get it. The offense, the offense isn't playing atrocious. They're looking good. They're putting up points, but I think what's hurting them is that they can't go to Zeke on the ground because they're down by so many points that they have to throw the ball. The way they can really control games is just giving the ball to Zeke and letting him feast. They they haven't been able to because they've <laughs> – feast mode. But they haven't been able to use him efficiently and effectively without him – without having a lead. So it's really hurt their offense by not being able to control the pace of the game. So that's my game of the week. But also, hold on. It's Odell, it's Odell back. Odell never left. Odell's Odell, been, oh, Odell absolutely left, Dom. There's been seasons where he hasn't put up great numbers, especially to the, the standard. For what, five years? Yeah. He got famous off of one good catch. Yes, he 100% got famous off one good catch. But he's always put up a fair amount of numbers. But everyone expects him to be this top five wide receiver, this top ten wide receiver. He's never been that. He's always been a very consistent uh, fringe one, uh, solid number two wide receiver. But he's put in situations on bad teams where he's forced into this number one seed. But now that this team has a running attack, it's opening up the passing game. And now all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield can throw the ball to Odell Beckham and or Jarvis Landry if we want to talk about that. Uh, Odell's always been a talented wide receiver. His quarterbacks have not been great whatsoever. I mean, he had Eli Manning, and he's been with Baker for the past couple of years, and Baker wasn't great last year because his offensive line and coach sucked. Now, offensive line has improved, and the coach is actually competent. So now, of course, you're seeing better numbers from Odell Beckham Jr. I'm 0% shocked to see this. Pat, you got anything? No, I, I disagree. I think Odell... This is the first. I think this is probably. Honestly, I agree with Pat. I think this is the best Last year he's going to put up in his career. Almost. Almost. This, 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 this could absolutely be a career year for OBJ, and it could possibly be his best career season if he keeps up the numbers he's putting up. We're what three weeks in, four weeks in, and he's playing great football. So if he keeps this up, OBJ will one hundred percent be be having his best year. Yeah. He's looked good, and he had he ran the ball twice in this game for 73 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and I mean, what are you guys talking about? 
Since he entered the league in 2014, every year he's had over 1,000 reception yards, except for 2017 when he only started two games because he was injured. Well, I'm saying when he's been healthy, last year was a, was the worst year of his career. Touchdowns and yards-wise. His production went down. So, yeah, there's yeah. an argument that he left in being but, a top wide receiver. But the argument, he was never a top wide receiver unless you play fantasy football. It can top, be your, 10, it, top 10. Top 10. He was, he was never top a top 10 wide receiver. No. I maybe disagree. in 2015. I disagree with you on that. I disagree. I think the issue is the hype that surrounded him. Yes. And, 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 and the stigma that went around Odell Beckham Jr. Everybody was like, oh, that's the next greatest wide receiver of all time. That's the next Randy Moss. And he, and just, he was never going to be that guy. Right. Great wide receiver. I think he's very talented. Uh, but he, he's been so oh, overhyped because that one. In 2014, 15, and 16, where he had over 10 receiving touchdowns and over 1,300 yards in each season, that he was not a top 10 wide receiver? Come yeah, on. Okay. He was Come a French, on. he was borderline top 10 wide receiver. Yes. Borderline. But oh. the stigma that he fell off is wrong. Like, he, he certainly had a couple of down years, but he still had a thousand reception yards and a couple of touchdowns. It's not his fault that he's not getting touchdowns. It, he's not a red zone wide receiver. Relies on the deep ball. Damn, Dom, you're you're darn Dom. You're really pooping on him. I'm not pooping on. I'm not. I'm not pooping on OBJ. I've said he's. He would like it. He would like it. Okay. (laughs) He would like it. You're right. I've been the one that said he didn't drop off. I think that he's been very consistent. Like I said, there's only one year in his career where he had under a thousand receiving yards. He just. Wait, made that one catch, I, played in the biggest market in football, so everyone right. thought he was a top five wide receiver. He was never that guy. I, I was wrong. I he was a top ten wide receiver for a bit, but yeah. it's not like he was. It's not like he was ever like a a wide receiver two, wide receiver three guy. He's always he's right. always been that top guy on his team. But he made and, everybody on the New York Giants like. I mean, he looked good when you put him up next to to whoever he had next to him. What was it, Shepard? Who's always hurt. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. He looked really good. Anyways, we're way off topic here. Uh, OBJ is back. I mean, he supposedly never he never left, but never left. He's really starting to establish that connection with Baker, and they should also run that trick play more. Where Landry's throwing it to him, they did it last year and it led to a touchdown. They have done it again and it led to another touchdown. Why People not? going to figure it out eventually. Well, yeah, of course. But if you want to keep a team on their toes. Keep going to that play. Just even if it doesn't lead to anything, it keeps the defense on their toes and makes them think we have to watch out for in case it may look like a jet sweep. Uh uh-uh. uh. They're gonna he's gonna come around, give it to him, and he might throw it. So there's always that threat, is what I'm saying. But moving on, how did our teams fare this week? We'll let Dom go first. Yeah, I was the only team to have uh I was the only person to have our team play on Sunday, the Rams did come out with a victory. It was a very ugly win against the New York Giants. Uh, you know, they, they the Giants played well. you got to give their defense credit for just absolutely locking up the Rams' offense, which had been fairly solid the first couple of weeks. Uh, locked down the running game, and they, they did a good job. Uh, the Rams' offense, they scored two big touchdowns when they needed to uh, at the beginning of the game, and then when the Giants finally kicked the field goal to make it a one-point game, and then at that point, the, the defense played fantastic all day. 
for the Rams. The defense is what I was concerned about going into the season with Dante Fowler leaving uh, with uh, – who's the middle linebacker? Oh, I forget his name. He's on the Raiders. Littleton? Yeah, Corey Littleton leaving. I, I was super – I do not remember that. Because he's gone, man. He's on the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. Who are going to fall to two and three this week? I would say so, yes. They'll still be a playoff team, though. Uh, and the Rams' defense has been absolutely stellar all year. They're continuing to play well. They're now 3-1. Play the football team this week. I'm confident they'll be 4-1. and one. How about that fight, though, at the end of the game? Yeah, that was ugly between Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate. Uh, There's Ramsey. a lot of history between them. Yes. Uh, it's not between them. It's between uh, okay, Ramsey, Ramsey and Tate's sister. Yeah. Yeah, it was ugly. Uh, I wouldn't if I were the NFL, I would have suspended Ramsey for, for this week, or at least find him. Uh, because you can't be having that stuff going on in the season. Pat. What's up, buddy? How'd your team do this week? Well, also, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm mad that Cam Newton did not play. Yeah, I'm Cam mad Newton, that he got COVID. Can I be honest with you here? I think yeah. if Cam Newton played, we win that game. If I'm being 100% no, honest. No, 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 no. Your no. defense won the game because our quarterbacks played like duty. Your offense couldn't do anything. Oh, our off- the Chiefs looked horrible. Yeah. They had so, an awful game. So you would have there would have been half the interceptions if Cam Newton was playing. Right? I mean, we played two different quarterbacks. Both of them were really bad at the game of football. And it was just – it was really hard to watch. I, all I learned from this week is that you're only as good as your quarterback. And Jarrett Stidham was going to be our starter. There was so much hype for him. He's got, like, 12 career pass attempts now, and, like, four of them are INTs. So – No, only two of them. Well, and yeah. Should have been three. Well, he had two picks yesterday, right? No, only one. The, the first one was called back on a BS PI call. Well, you know, there was a BS intercept, not, no call on, on an interception. First off, it wasn't an interception. It was a fumble. I'm getting – I get annoyed when people – Turnover. 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 Yeah. Either way, I'm that done. was an interception because he no. caught it in midair. Fumble. It well, either way, that's fumble. not a dead It's ball. a turnover. Let's just go with that. Either way, it's a live ball. I'm not going to get caught up in it. But I'm just saying we're only as good as our quarterback – Cam Newton's an incredible team leader. He's a captain for us, which is huge considering he's he hadn't even played a game for us when we called him that. So it'll be exciting to see him come back after the bye and and we play the Ravens that week. Uh, or no, we don't play the Ravens for a couple more weeks after that. Um, after the bye, we play Bills. I don't know. We play a good team after the bye. And then we play the Jets and then we play the Ravens. So we'll see how that goes. I, I hope to see Cam Newton come back better than ever uh, because I don't know how much more Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham I can take. Well, here's the thing. After this week, you have your bye, then you face the 49ers. Which don't, right, they, should be healthy by yeah. they should be healthy by then. Well, on the offensive side. Right. But I'll say this. Offense looked atrocious for the Chiefs. Like, they looked bad. That was arguably – that was one of Mahomes' worst games. And even he said he looked bad. He didn't execute. I don't know what his deal was in the first half. He had some clean pockets where he just rolled out, which kind of surprised me. He usually has better pocket presence than that. But 
I was extremely frustrated. Six points in the first half. No, that was bad. And it was frustrating because of the Chiefs should have had at least 13 in the first half, but Sammy Watkins had to fumble. So great. But no, Mahomes, he just, he hasn't looked good in a couple of the games this year. He didn't look great against the Chargers and he didn't look good against the Patriots. That's true. He didn't look great against the Chargers. No, he forgot about that game. But the two games he's looked good in, oh, he's looked. Oh, the two the two good. games he's looked good in, he's been terrific. Let's get. Well, I'm not going to disagree with that, but he just hasn't been the same Mahomes in every single game. That's true. He's not and, as consistent as he normally. Is. And here's the thing: he notices it, and he said he's got to be better. So I expect a lot from him this week, especially going against the Raiders, because he because he plays well against later against the Raiders, but. What, su- what surprised me most was the play of the defense without Chris Jones. And I, at first when they announced Chris Jones was out, I was like, oh, no. But I was like, please have him play. But then I realized, including last night, the Chiefs have three games in 10 days. And the Thursday night game is in Buffalo. I'll say it now. I'm, get- I'm thinking that's a loss. It's not going to be good because short week coming off against a divisional opponent who usually plays you pretty well, it's going to be tough. The only reason the Chiefs won week two last year against the Raiders was because they had 28 points in the second quarter. That's it. And we're not going to get into that, but I was very much impressed with the defense. Thornhill played great, had a great interception. Rashad Fenton is becoming a very good corner. He was terrific last, well, last night, really. He played great. But what I'm most excited about is Bashad Breland is back. He's served his four-game suspension. He's now back, and I'm excited to see how hungry he is to just get out there and play. So I'm excited to have to have him back, especially because yesterday I was worried about the secondary without Legereus Sneed, who broke his collarbone and is on IR because he had been great through the two, two and a half games that he had played. So I'm glad that he's back, but the defense looked really good. Taco Charlton, he has more sacks than the Cowboys wins this year. They shouldn't have cut him. Just saying, but no, lopsided victory, but I'll take the win. And I just have to say it, Chiefs set NFL history last, last night. First team to start 4-0 in four consecutive seasons. Had to say it. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, first off, happy Taco Tuesday to everyone. Tuesday. Uh, a, that might be a sign the Padres could win tonight, uh, in case uh, anyone's in the gambling. Uh, anyways, uh, I realized that Chris Jones. On this show? We, I, I, I said in case if anyone is. First off, uh, the I didn't realize the Chiefs didn't play with Chris Jones. That makes the win certainly more impressive considering the defense. Now, of course, uh, Cam Newton wasn't the quarterback. Uh, depending on if Cam Newton can play this upcoming week against the Broncos, it's going to be very interesting to see. They don't think he's going to be able to play. Yeah. Who's at quarterback and how are they going to play? Because because uh, the Broncos, we know, are very injured. They don't have their quarterback to lock. But – they could sneak out a win against the Patriots if Cam Newton doesn't play. I disagree. I, I said they can. I didn't say they will. Yeah. It's just, I think the Patriots have a better quarterback situation right now than the Broncos, and 
that says disagree. A lot. Uh, yeah, disagree. I don't know. About, I don't know about that, dude. Driscoll Did has you watched the game last night. We lost. We we couldn't beat the Chiefs' defense in in any drive. I, mean, I knew we were going to win the game. Look, we couldn't do anything against you guys last night. Brian Hoyer is the possibly the worst game manager I have seen in a very long time in the NFL. You ever watch Josh Allen? Yeah, I, I say that too all the time. Every time we watch him, <laughs> he can't manage a game to save his life. But Brian Hoyer is worse than him. Brian Hoyer got us took a sack with four seconds left in the half. When and he tried to stand up and call a timeout. And then he stood and then he stood up and he was frantically calling a timeout. You have to know how many timeouts you have if you're the quarterback. You have to know the scenario you're in. You can't be that bad at football after having been in the league for 15 years. It, you just can't. And Stidham has the worst pocket pocket presence and awareness I've ever seen from a quarterback, like ever. Literally every pass looked like it could have been an interception. He was lucky every throw he made wasn't an interception. I will well, say this. That pass to Nikhil Harry was a dime. Yeah, that was, that was gorgeous. But, like, he's got great arm talent. And you saw what he's capable of uh, at Auburn in his junior year or his second to last year. I don't know exactly which year it was. Uh, when he was performing behind that insane Auburn offensive line. So, if the Patriots can find a way – to uh, improve their offensive line play, uh, if Stidham's at quarterback, they can be fine because he's got tremendous arm talent. He just needs to feel comfortable. And if he takes uh, Team 1 reps this week in practice, it could be different. Also, Damian Harris looked really good on the ground. Damian Harris looked great for us. I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. And I think he could he could do some damage against the depleted Broncos defense. Oh, he really 100%, could. 100%. So, that is going to end our talk on Week 4. Let's get into it. Week five predictions, starting off with Tampa Bay traveling to Chicago for Thursday Night Football. Who do we have? Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I know their wide receivers are very unhealthy at the moment. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Take the points uh, if you do gamble. Uh, We don't endorse gambling, but if you do, uh, take the points. Take the spread with the Bears. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks though. I'm also going to take the Bucks in this game. I just think that the Bears' offense just looks so flat against the Colts, who, granted, they have a fine defense. They have a good defense, but still. A very good defense. Yeah. Very they, good. They just look extremely flat. Yeah. Uh, and this their, is where their, I, offense, their offense yeah. isn't good. Uh, Buccaneers were the pick for Parker as well. So Also, uh, just want to um, in this one. Just want to point out Super Bowl 52 quarterback rematch. Uh, first mm-hmm. time we've seen this since Super Bowl 52. Uh, so that'll be fun. I just realized that. Yeah. That's going really to be really fun to, fun to watch. But all of us have the Buccaneers in this one. Next up, we've got Carolina traveling to Atlanta. I've got the Panthers in this one. Very unimpressed with the Falcons play so far this year. Uh, Panthers actually surprised me just a bit. I see them going on the road and picking up this win in the dome. Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers too. I'm taking the Panthers as well. Even with losing McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson has been proved to be a great addition for them. He's had at least 90 yards in three of the four games. He's had 200-yard receiving games. So I have been very impressed with Teddy Bridgewater as well. See, he's better than you thought, Dom. He was. I, I said that after week one, man. You don't got to yeah. keep saying it. <laughs> I got to rub something in your face, man. Sure. <laughs> okay. Parker will be alone on this one as he is taking the Falcons. 
All right. Mm. Next up, Buffalo travels to Tennessee. I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, remains unclear what the Tennessee Titans roster will look like coming off of COVID-19. Limited practice. I think they're going to be reporting on Wednesday from what everything I've seen. I know I know all their tests came back negative for the second straight day. So I'm still going to take the Bills. The Bills have been very impressive so far on the year. Will be interesting to see if they don't if they overlook the Titans preparing for the Chiefs. I think that would be an amateur move to overlook going into a short week. But I will take the Bills. I tentatively am going to take the Tennessee Titans uh, with reservations. I don't think that the Bills can keep up this level of play forever, first of all. Second of all, the Titans are a good team. They're, they're, they're a good team if they're healthy, which I know they're not entirely right now. But we'll see who's coming out of this, this COVID reserve list, who's healthy, who's going to be playing. So with reservations, I'm going to take the Titans, assuming they are healthy. I'm going to take the Bills. I've been extremely impressed with Josh Allen that offense so far this year. Defense is still – they still have a great defense. So I'm going to take the Bills in this one. And, Pat, you're going to be alone as Parker agrees with Dom Nine and he's going to take the Bills as well. Yeah, I don't think that Titans pick is that bad, though. I don't, I don't think it's a bad pick either. I mean, obviously, they're undefeated, so, like, it's – Yeah. You know. Right. I thought about the Titans, but just a lot's going against them right now. Next up. Cincinnati's going to travel to Baltimore after Joe Burrow got his first career win. Ravens. Give me the Bengals in this game. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I like Joe Burrow a lot. He got his first career win. He knows what it tastes like. He wants more. Give me the Bengals. You know what? Burrow set history on Sunday, becoming the first quarterback to have Three straight games with 300-plus passing yards. So he's looked good. Exactly. But I am going to take the Ravens in this one at home. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have a great game against the defense. They don't have a terrible defense, but it's just I don't think they're ready for Lamar and for what he's about to do because he – No. Like, he didn't look great passing against the Chiefs, but he still looked great running the ball, and that's where I think he's really going to dominate in this game. Uh, Parker agrees he's going to take the Ravens as well. Next up. Oh, yeah, Dom. And you mentioned the Joe Burrow 300-yard passing. I think that continues this week. I think that they, they fall behind, and Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball a lot, similar to what they did against the Browns. He's going to get a ton of passing yards, and I think that he continues that streak. I agree with you there. I think he I think he's going to continue that streak. Next up, the Raiders travel to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Who do we have? I've got the Chiefs take the Raiders on the points. Uh, I think the Chiefs – We'll slightly be looking ahead to the Bills. I think they'll still win. It'll be a one-possession game, though, because I I, I think the Raiders are a good team. The Chiefs look like the team to beat in the AFC right now, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs here, too. I agree with Dom, everything he said. So, Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I expect Mahomes to have a bounce-back week after a rough outing against the Patriots. And we are all in agreement on the Chiefs in this one. Parker takes the Chiefs as well. Next up, the Giants. Wait, no, no, wrong one. The Rams travel to Washington to take on the football team. Give me the Rams. Can I get Ford a can one? I, sorry, can I get a status update on Chase Young? Uh let me check. Um continue. You were saying something uh, about Rams four one, four and against the NFC East. NFC NFC East champs. 
Los Angeles Rams. Um, see, I was going to take the Rams, but then I remembered if Chase Young can come back healthy. I don't know. The football team has looked good, but uh, for now, I'll take the Rams. I will take the Rams this week. I did not find any update on the injury to Chase Young, but regardless, I think the Rams are going to take this game. So I'm going to take the Rams going to four and one on the season, which I did not expect, even though I was the one who picked them to have the best record. But all of us are going to agree on this one. Rams for Parker as well. Next up, Arizona travels to MetLife to take on the Jets. Arizona. Yeah, give me the cards. Parker and I both have the cards in this one. I'm going to say it. I think Kenyon Drake's going to have a breakout game against a struggling Jets defense. So I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. Next up, Philly. Coming off their first win, travels to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to be coming off their bye, so you will. Uh, they didn't have any COVID-19 problems. So they've been preparing for this. I think they'll smash the Eagles. I, I, I don't buy what the Eagles looked like on Sunday Night Football against a very injured 49ers team without a good quarterback. Give me the Steelers. Steelers 4-0. I, uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers, too. I don't think that they're going to smash the Eagles like Dom said, but I think it'll be a better game than Dom says. However, yes, I think the Steelers will win uh, for sure. I have the Steelers as well. I'm I'm not bought on Philly at all. Plus, Fletcher Cox got hurt, so he he could miss this week. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Steelers in this one, and Parker has them too. Moving on to the Texans, host. Jacksonville with Romeo Crennel as their interim head coach. Give me Jag Swag. I want Minshew Mania. Uh, I think that the Houston Texans are going to be still settling in with Crennel, and I don't think they're going to come in exactly ready to defeat Minshew Mania. So give me Jaguars. I think I'm going to be alone on this one. You're not. I took the Jaguars too, as a matter of fact. Uh, I don't think the Texans are going to win for a couple weeks while they figure out this new situation that they're in. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Jaguars are going to take this one. Minshew Mania is going to get another win. but And it's not mainly because of the Jaguars. It's mainly because of the whole situation surrounding the Texans and the offense. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up, especially after losing their head coach. So us three are going to have the Texans. Parker, no, us three have, sorry, us three have the Jaguars. Parker is going to take the Texans in this one. Next up, we've got the Niners. As they take on, why can't I not see them on my sheet? I don't know. Who do the they, take on? they take on? The Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a believer in C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins, and I'm a believer in Fitzmagic. Uh, Brian Flores said his job is on the line. I think he comes out and he shows up against an injured 49ers team. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers this week. I think that if Raheem Mostert comes back and Raheem Mostert uh, performs well, which they expect him to, and then we get, uh, you know, decent performances out of Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, both of which have been, uh, or Debo Samuel just came back last week. He was quiet, but he should impress this week as he's back to a hundred percent. Brandon Ayuk has been impressive. So George Kittle has looked incredible. So give me the 49ers this week. 
I'm going to take the Niners in this one. And I think it's because I, what I've seen and all indications point to not just most are returning, but also Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. They should have won last week, despite not having Jimmy G. So I'm going to take the Niners and Parker has the Niners as well. And uh, next up we have the Colts traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. So I'm very high on both of these teams. I think they're both playoff teams. I said that at the beginning of the year. The difference is, is I think the Colts are a division winner. And when you're a division winner, you got to win these close games. And I think they're going to do so. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Give me Captain Phillip. Let's go. Mr. Bedroom. I'm taking the Browns. The Browns have been a very, very good team. Granted, I just got what you said. Um, <laughs> granted, the uh, – the the Colts defense has looked really good, uh, and the Browns are an offense first team. Browns defenses look pretty good too, and the Colts are not as strong on offense. So, I'm going to give this one to. That was like the weirdest walk around way of saying that. I think uh, Colts offense bad, Browns defense good. Uh, Browns offense good, Colts defense good. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Browns in this one. Uh, this is a tough game for me because I think both teams are trending in the right direction, but I'm going to take the Colts. I think the Colts defense has played really, really good football so far. And I expect a lot from Phillip Rivers, you know. I don't know why because all he does is really disappoint besides, well, like Dom said, in the bedroom. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. But uh, I'm going to take the Colts. I think that they're going to end up winning this game because – they're really trending in the right direction after having a bad loss to start off the year. So I'm going to take the Colts and so is Parker. So Pat, you are alone on this one. Next up, the Giants travel to Dallas to take on Jerry and the Cowboys. America's rivalry is going to go to America's team. I almost puked saying that. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one too. It was tempting for me to take the Giants, but I it was. I, it's so tempting because that secondary is not bad. So I'm but I'm going to take the Cowboys. So because I think that if they don't win this game, they I think Jerry Jones might fire uh their defensive coordinator, their offensive coordinator, and just try to take over. So I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. And so is Parker. So all of us have Dallas in this one. Next up. Denver travels to New England. Who do we have? So can I here, Pat? Give your pick first, actually. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take the Patriots in this one. Uh, I feel like uh, a biased sports fan here because I picked them last week too, but that was pre Cam Newton COVID, and I think we could have won that game. However, this week, even with Brian Hoyer, Jarrett Stidham, I'm gonna take the New England Patriots because we're we are less beat up than the Denver Broncos, and the Denver Broncos have quarterback problems too. So give me the new um, the New England Patriots in this one. So I have, a, I have a contingency. Am I allowed to pick the Patriots if Cam Newton plays, but if he doesn't play, am I no. allowed to take the Broncos? No, no. You got to go with the understanding that he's not going to play because they don't think he is. But it's – COVID. Okay, he's not going to play? All right. They don't think he's well understood that he's not going to play. Yeah. Denver. Denver. 
Okay. Dom, you're going to be alone. Parker has the right. Patriots, and I'm going to have the Patriots as well in this one. I, so, I like being alone. Well, I'm <laughs> just kidding. You were alone uh, for your, the first like 18 and a half years of your life before you met Brooklyn. So, Thanks, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Minnesota travels to Seattle. Who do we have uh, in this one? Seattle. They're going to kill. Seattle, yeah. It's going to be a massacre. This is not going to be a pretty game. The Seahawks are going to dismantle them. So Seattle in this one. Also, Parker has Seattle. So all of us have the Seahawks in this one. And Monday night football. The Chargers, or as Dom says, the C-words, the C-words are yes. traveling to the Dome and take on the New Orleans Saints. What do we got? I'm not going to lie. I was very tempted to take the C-words, but that would go against everything that I that I live for, especially against a decent team like the Saints. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. Take the Chargers on points. You're going to get over a touchdown worth of points. Uh, Chargers look very good for the most part, against Tampa Bay. And I'm not entirely sold on the Saints team yet, especially based on how they performed outside of week one. Uh, they really struggled against the Lions outside of scoring 35 unanswered points, but it's the Lions. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints, though. I am taking Dominic Stern's C-words in this game. I like how Justin Herbert looks. I don't like how the Saints look. So I'm going with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think that this could be the week Michael Thomas returns, and I think they're expecting him to return this week, which you know how he makes that trio just so dominant of him, Kamara, and Drew Brees. So I expect a lot from them. Even if if you don't have Michael Thomas return, I still think they're going to win this game. So Saints in this one. And we have Parker taking the Saints, and that'll cap off our picks for this week going into this week are our standings update in first place. We have a tie with Dom and Parker at 44, 18 and one Pat. What's up, welcome buddy? to the cellar, buddy. Thank you. I'm still technically welcome. above you. How? Because you were in fourth before me. So, I mean, no, nope, like if, nope. if we're doing like a tied for, if we're doing a tied for last, I'm like here and you're like here. No, no. It's like you're scraping the bottom and I'm sitting on top We're of you. We're tied. Uh, I think, if anything, I would be ahead of you because you picked the Falcons and the Patriots to win this week. Just yeah, I did. I did. And I stick by those picks. Our records aren't even – our record isn't even bad. 42, 20, and 1. No, that's a pretty good record. Oh, I, yeah. I won't even lie. That's, so, go us. Good job, Pat. This can week, be better. This week, you fall in the last place. I am going to get out of the cellar this week. I told you the comeback is real. I'm getting out, and I'm coming for that top spot just because I want Dom to get last so I can buy him that shirt. Okay, folks, that is going to end this episode of the 4-3 show. Enjoy the NBA Finals tonight and the rest of this week and week five of NFL action. We will be back next Tuesday. Go Padres. Don't go Padres. What? What?